Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One War Machine. One Captain Marvel. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Norman, literature geek and writer. Who am I? I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. <laughs> we are the Handsome Boys Comic Sour. You hope for news, <laughs> reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Who am I? Who? What am I doing? What am I doing? You're recording a podcast. This is true. About comic books. <laughs> This is episode 148. How are you guys? How are you guys doing out there? Internet radio land. They're probably not having existential crises. It's possible. They're ex- existential crises on infinite Earths or one, one Earth, one Earth. Mm-hmm. We, you know, our, you know, it means dirt, don't you? Dirt? What? Earth means dirt. Well, I mean, it is dirt. Earth is yeah. a word for yes. dirt. Yes. Yeah. It means dirt. We are reading the the. Well, we are discussing. I always do that. We are discussing the last three volumes of Lock and Key in Book Club, Nerdboy Book Club, this week. More keys. Mm-hmm. More keys. More locks, too. That's true. There are. Well, you make a key, you make a lock for it. You don't have to. I mean, it can be a purely aesthetic key. How about a purely aesthetic lock? I'd say it happens less. I would say there's more There's more keys than locks in the world. Okay. Um. But before... We get to that. We are going to discuss comic books that came out this past week, Eric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's about my level of excitement as well. <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. It is time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books. Tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, there may, may or may not be a mush meter involved. Uh, let's see. We're starting off... With the only book that is not uh, like a big headliner, I guess, and it's uh, Stranger Tractors, number one, written by Charles Soule, illustrated by Greg Scott, colored by Art Lyon and Matthew Patz, lettered by Thomas Maurer, Complexity Maps by Robert Saywitz. There is a like a coda story that is written by Charles Soule, but illustrated by Sue Lee, colored by Philippe Sombrero, lettered by Ed Dukesha. Um what do you think? Well, I don't, I like this. It's a weird sci weird, I don't know, it's like Ian Malcolm comic, kind of from, it's like here, weird, not that, I don't know how to describe this book. It's really weird, and I was kind of struggling to see what the point of it was, but I don't, I don't have a problem that it's a little slow and meandering. It's probably a bit like trees or something. Yeah, you know? that's not actually a bad comparison. Yeah, I, I I think it's maybe in the same genre of, like, grounded, magical reality sorts of stories. With pseudoscience mm-hmm. thrown in there, lots of, like, I, complexity theory is the... I think um, maybe pseudoscience is a little harsh, because that's kind of, that's a derogatory term, and a, this feels like... You know, it's science fiction science. It's okay. science babble. It it feels like science or it, it, it feels like with respect to real science, you know? 
Well, I don't. I don't mean it in. No, a, I know. Uh, I know what you mean. I'm just saying. I, that... It feels like a Michael, Michael Crichton book in a lot of ways, which is okay. very similar to that, where he takes things that exist yeah. and then kind of just like, hey, let's make like a story out of this, and like if it went this way instead of that way. Um, I just I say that because it there's a lot of weird like paranoia and like things that I are mysteries in here that are not clearly not real, and it makes me mm-hmm. like it seem it makes me reminds me of like because there's several people who are probably crazy there's a dude that has a rat in a diner Mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy he says it's for the good of the city that's this is what you have to look forward to with your mathematician wife oh no this is what math does to you it makes you bring rats to diners and eat slim jims wait a minute maybe it was slim jims that make you crazy Uh oh that's what that's what happened to macho man (laughs) I, i saw a gif of macho man elbow dropping a hamster today this sounds well done, Internet. <laughs> it was on, I think it was on, oh, what show? I think it was Weird Al's TV show in the 90s or something. I can't remember. Okay. I don't know. Uh, are you a buy in this? I like it. Um, I like what this artist is doing, but it's something about this very realistic. I mean, if you remember when we read um, uh, Scott McCloud, it makes me think of how stuff that's realistic, like you can't project yourself onto it. Mm-hmm. And as such, you feel kind of distance from the material. Like this feels kind of cold and, and you feel removed from what's going on. You know, you can't sort of get into this story the way you could something that's a little bit more stylized and appealing. But it's not it's not bad looking. It does feel a little dry. I mean, I, I, I have a lot of good feelings about uh, Sewell. Um, they have lunch at the diner from Seinfeld, mm-hmm. apparently. Yep. Which is weird to me. Um, yeah, like weird, weird happenings in math. It's, it's, it makes me think of, um, I don't know, Warren Ellis could write a story like this or possibly, uh, even better, um, Neil Stevenson. Have you ever seen, have you seen Pi? Yeah, I enjoy Pi. It reminds me of that too. I get that. I I like weird shit like this, um, but this is probably going to take its time. Well, it's, it's only it's, it's a, interesting. It is a miniseries, so you know you know it yeah. has a finite end. I, I want to I want to name a dog Boolean. Get a dog. Well, I know that's the first thing, but that's an, I'm just saying that's a great name for a dog. It's either a dog or it's not a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. That's true. He's always a dog. I'm a bio this. I think. Well, that's our our system is Boolean, <laughs> buy or not buy. Yep, I'm I am true for this comic book. I don't. We shouldn't start doing that because Boolean. I understand, but if we start I'm, doing I'm true a, false, a, then I don't know. I, I'm a one. We don't want to introduce more existential dilemmas in our system, <laughs> and it's not true because we have mush meters. No, it's 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 a it's a squishy uh, Boolean system. Yes, so double buy. <laughs> Yes. On Strange Attractors, number one. Next up. What's in here? There, there, there it is. It is Civil War 2, number one. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. There's a credits page. Art by David Marquez. Colors, Justin Ponzor. Letters, Clayton Cowles. Designer, Victor Ochoa. So we read number zero. We, we had some tentative complaints about it even though zero was is very much easier i don't like this is unrelated for the most part to that just kind of that sets up the the players of this 
Um, what do you, I, I have, okay, tell me what, I'm not going to say anything. What, how do you feel about this comic book character? You know, I'm not bothered so much about any of it. I know your reservations were, and it was impossible for me not to think about that when I was reading this because we've discussed it. It, it feels like it's coming out of a place of character. It doesn't feel necessarily too artificial. Um, I really don't have a huge problem with this. I, uh, I kind of want to get through the whole event. It doesn't feel retarded, like reading inversion or something like that. Sixus. Um, Sixus. It's not Sixus. There's no, there's no solid gold sentinels with, uh, Dr. Octopus tentacles. Okay. With Magneto's genitals or whatever in the hell they wrote in that. I do not like this comic book. Okay. It is beautiful. I, I do want to. David Marquette do, do, does an excellent job. It it looks really really nice. Um, I'm really trying to figure out what I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. Like and try to nail it down. Mm-hmm. You know the dialogue is snappy. Bendis is always good with snappy dialogue and and uh, you know it's not poorly written and the art is great. I just have a fundament, fundamental like it is clearly setting up that you know that the future predictor thing and like you're right in that it is based out of character in the, in but tony i tony stark is is like they even say it in this comic book he is a futurist mm-hmm. and they have multiple like about how if if there is potential for change in a foreseen future then it is an obviously not a predestined event like if the kid, the inhuman kid, who can see the supposed future. Mm-hmm. If that was, you know, he he sees a a future, not the future, right? Like it is. Yeah, I I assume so. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, that's what they, you know, you they can potentially change it if they act. Um, and therefore, it is not the future. It is not set in stone, and therefore, acting on it as if it is set in stone is a fallacy. I mean, and that is the fundamental problem with if that is going to be the un, like the moral dilemma that separates the two sides this, in the Civil War. But even aside from that, like you know, Rhodes getting killed and She-Hulk, maybe I I don't think She-Hulk's going to die. But no, but, but it it it, uh, it was enticing. Well, I, I thought that it was very compelling. I felt like. We've talked about this before, about how obviously art is supposed to manipulate your emotions. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't, maybe this is just like, I, I because I'm so like thinking about this as I read it, um, that it's already like fighting a losing battle, trying to win me over. But I'm, it, I felt the manipulation, you know, like I saw it there. It's not that I'm against character. And like, it's so crazy to me that. In the first Civil War comic, like one of the biggest complaints is that they had they kill Goli- they kill Goliath they kill uh, Bill Foster right mm-hmm. who is still dead mm-hmm. a black character in a place where there are still a dearth of minority characters and then they get go ahead and kill Brody yeah and I don't think Brian Brian Michael Bendis is not a racist I know that I'm pretty sure he's not no he yeah. he's not I can oh also- wait no he just sent me his uh... 
his uh, his clan membership oh, card. He man. totally he's is a hi- racist. Well, he's very, he's hiding it very well as a Jewish. No, man. he just he just he just sent it to me. Oh, okay, it's fact now. He's not hiding it at all. <laughs> it's it's the special it's the special Jewish edition of it. I didn't even notice that that was uh, Miss America. It's like who is that person? Yeah, she's part of the the ult- Ultimates, I believe. Um, I just I, it felt out like this oldest. Tony Stark being on, he would be on, uh, it's just, it feels manufactured, the event, and it will probably play nice as like a popcorn summer blockbuster, which is what it really is. I just don't think it's going to get to the core, like, it doesn't even really address those issues at all in this. It is about like, hey, Tony Stark is mad at Captain Marvel because they went and because his buddy got killed. And that's fine, but that I don't don't why call it Civil War Two. I'm I just name I, recognition. It's, I it's a, I, it's, I, a, it's a it's like a brand I, now. Another that is again I don't. Well, I mean I'm I, it's I don't all, know. It's, I just can't it's reconcile. It's all manufactured. It. It's all manufactured, and it's all to sell comic books. I mean I I I definitely appreciate what you're saying, but it doesn't. I don't know. I I think it's. A well-executed comic book? No, it's not like a new Watchman. It's not going to be profound. It is. I mean, what's wrong with uh, a dumb summer uh, popcorn sort of comic? That I, I think I'm going to enjoy reading it. I don't think it's going to make me think a whole lot. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't. I, I have no reason to dislike it. I think it's because of it has that facade of like. Of being a smart book, yeah, like oh, we're actually we're talking about like oh the 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 future versus that, but it's not. It's really just like another... yeah, this is this is like you're familiar with the uh, the '90s action movie The Rock. I have seen The Rock. This is The Rock. This is a dumb a dumb movie for smart people. This is a dumb comic for smart people. I always preferred Con Air. I'm sorry, <laughs> Steve Buscemi in it. I guess that is something. And uh, John Malkovich. Hmm. I'm a do not buy. I, are, would you want? Do you want to read the rest of these for this for the podcast? I see literally no reason not to. Well, they are five dollars a piece, or six dollars, I think, maybe even. Ow! Uh oh! Did you pull yes. your comic muscle? I did. Oh no! Rub it out. Uh, shake. You don't. You shake don't it need out. me. You don't need to be rubbing one out on on the radio. Doesn't that's really not, play anyway. That's that's not good. It's not for audio. No. I'm a I'm a do not buy. Oh, it's not for audio. You want me to you want me to Snapchat it? Do some video there. Beautiful. Uh, are you you're a buyer? Yeah, actually, I see I see no reason not to. This is not this is not like incredibly amazing. This is not a terrible event. This is this is better than a lot of things that could be happening right now. <laughs> you all right uh remains to be seen okay. but yeah i i i like this book i see i see literally no reason we should not at least check up on the main series here it will be uh coming out two times a month for the next two for this month and next month okie dokie there'll be lots of them lots of comical books there is uh so that's a split decision civil war two number one can't wait for civil war two number two Mm-hmm. We'll read it with the Dark Knight. Uh, oh, what the hell is it? <laughs> Dark Knight Three, Master Race Two, Issue Number Four. Yep, that's whatever a, the hell it is. Volume Volume Two. Yeah. 
Next up, we have a slate of four, all four DC Rebirth books. Uh, first up is Batman Rebirth number one, written by Scott Snyder and Tom King, art Mikkel Janin, or Michael Janin, not sure. Colors, June Chung, letters, Darren Bennett. Uh, this is, I don't, it, it is, I guess is, I guess the, I'm not, I was not sure what these Rebirth comics were going to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing it's just kind of establishing, establishing a status quo for the yeah. most part. Um, and I guess that works and I, I feel like it has worked better in some of these books than others. Um, I was really looking forward to this book, but I, and I was looking forward to all these Rebirth books, honestly. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe something like, I don't know. Maybe I just I don't, okay. This book is not bad, right? I think it's um, it could certainly have been much more terrible than this. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fairly palatable at, as far as um, DC event books have been. When I've mostly been disappointed by them the past several years. I mean, it looks really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Janin or Mikkel Janin has been working on Grayson with Tom King. And now yeah. let's come over to the Batman book. Um, who's going to share with David, David Finch, I think. Um, this is setting up Calendar Man. The first, I guess this is the first appearance of Calendar Man in since, or it's a weird, it's not normal Calendar Man. It's not like Calendar Man from Long Halloween. He molts his skin and stuff in this thing. It's pretty, pretty horrific. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, but it didn't get me excited, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I felt like, yeah, it's a solid Batman comic, but like, I didn't, I'm not excited to read, like, I think, feel like my excitement for the Tom King Batman has now kind of been downgraded a bit. Hmm. I'm still going to read it. I'm still, I, I I just don't. I find that super weird. There's, I, I don't see that there's anything in here that should dampen your spirits. I mean, it's a, it's a perfectly uh, serviceable Batman story. I liked the inclusion of Duke Thomas. I like. I like that he 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 looks like he's going to be a recurring character, and he was a very likable part of We Are Robin. Yeah, I, I no, I like that. I for sure. Yeah, that's definitely cool. What I don't know what if anything bothers you about this. It's not that something bothers me about it. You know, like it's a a like it's a perfect. Like it, I don't know. It, it doesn't get me excited. I think is the thing. It doesn't like have anything in there. It's just like like a big glass page and it goes boom go what you need what, to read batman what, i don't know well what what batman story has excited you recently yeah i mean i'm gonna say nothing <laughs> <laughs> the detective those detective comics yeah. i really like no, those. exactly so i mean i i don't know i i don't think there's anything in the content of this that's done wrong i like what this does this is a nice simple one issue story it changes my feelings on Batman and on the upcoming Tom King. None. I, I find it actually very interesting that that is how you feel about it. I don't know. Maybe I just had too high expectations. I think, I think you're just grumpy this week. You're grumpy this week because you're war machine and you died. So it's, you're just mad about everything. Or you read that X-Force comic again. Never. Never again. Never again. Um, no, I don't. I'm a buy on this one, at least. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Well, we're about to talk about more of these rebirth books. And yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a perfectly serviceable Batman story. I I like it. You know, mm-hmm. coming out of all those Snyder books. I've had many conversations this weekend about how they don't. They did not. They really did some weird things. 
And I was very educated on the topic. Because good Lord, we read them all. It's very true. So this is, this is good. You know, it's not stellar. I say buy it. Okay. Double buy Batman Rebirth number one. Next up, Superman Rebirth number one. Written by, oh wait, storytellers, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Pencils by Doug Mankey, Jamie Mendoza on inks, Will Quintana on colors, Rob Lay letters. Um, this is again just establishing a status quo that New 52, jeans and t-shirt, Superman is dead. And, Such a weird decision, but. And then, and now they have, uh, 90s Superman is back, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the one that has the sun in the New 52, but this book is com- not necessary. <laughs> I, I just like, a lot of it's just like him recapping. Yeah, I fought Doomsday once and I died, and I had mm-hmm. I had a mullet, and then now I don't he didn't have a mullet. He just had long hair. That's I, this. I guess that was pre mullet. Uh, the long yeah. hair kind of shifted. Um, but I, I I don't I did not find anything in this necess- You don't need to, you, you didn't can- like this clip show. <laughs> I didn't really like the the art that much either. There's some pages like I like the take on Doomsday in this. But I mean, Doomsday's super 90s and looks good drawn by 90s people. There's a lot of, there are a lot of pages that I don't think look that good. I don't like how the the Superman, I like the black suit Superman's, I don't like how he looks. It, he, that last panel, he looks creepy as shit. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it's, I, it terrifies me. I, if someone looked at me like that, I would kill them. Well, not if he's Superman, unless you have some kryptonite. Well, I guess that's true. Shoot him with kryptonite bullets. Yeah. Uh, but, like, this, this, like, that Batman you can defend, like, yes, there's like, hey, there's a new villain in it. There's Duke Thomas is in it with a, he, you see his suit. You kind of, like, there's, like, things introduced. Like, okay, that stuff's probably going to play into the Batman when it comes around. This is, hey, don't worry, we're not bringing another Superman back. He is dead, for sure, this time. <laughs> like, I didn't need a whole comic book about that. That's good. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do not buy on Superman Rebirth. It's, um, it's not a hard pass, but it's a pass, right? Yeah, it's, it's fine, yeah. but I don't... There's, there, there's no glaring, like, oh my god, I need to go purge problems with this book. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like if you're really bored and the you turn the television on and the Price is Right's on, you're like, well, the Price is Right's on, and then you watch it for two hours. That's this comic. It's on. <laughs> it it exists. Uh, so that's a double do not buy on Superman Rebirth number one. Next up is Green Lantern Rebirth number one, written by Jeff Johns and Sam Humphreys, art by Ethan Van Skyver and Ed Bennis, colors by Jason Wright, letters by Travis Lanham. I, I don't... What is this book? You know, just from the premise of, like, these two lanterns, mm-hmm. like, why is this guy being called a terrorist for one reason? I thought it was because he was... um he was of Arab descent or something, but I don't guess that's the case based on what his name is. I th- Boz? I don't know. I think it has something to do with Green Lantern happenings before. Maybe. But, like, I don't know. Just based on that, I thought, like, maybe this could be interesting. It's really not that interesting. No, like, if you have, like, like, that is one of the core conceits. It's like, hey, these two, like, 
green one of like they make that joke like five times in this comic like there's so many humans that are green lanterns Mm -hmm. and so like here's the two you don't even remember they existed uh they have to they have to get along and share a lantern now because they're (laughs) gonna get an apartment together (laughs) one's messy and one's not yep one doesn't do the dishes Mm-hmm. And they have to Who's... fight the red monster at the end. <laughs> I think this show that we're writing is more interesting than this comic book. Like, but that's the thing. Like, I don't like. I don't like either of them. Honestly, no. Uh, are, no, are you kidding? This this dumb. Like, you can't tell me that you couldn't write like a a a barely serious show like that, and that would you could make that funny. I would be way interested in that. Like, if this was yeah, like that's a weird what I'm saying. sitcom, that's that's interesting. This offers nothing but but fucking Hal Jordan like making angry faces and posing, being Dad Lantern. You two Dad. gotta play along. I'm gonna give you one lantern. You have to share. You're grounded from TV. You have to stay on Earth. Mm-mm. And I don't like. Yeah. How about a threat that is not just a different colored lantern? <laughs> are we gonna get rainbow colored lanterns is that is that gonna happen i don't know i am atrocitous keeper of the rage father of the red lanterns now we get dad of the red lanterns have to fight off the kids yeah. of the i do not buy that i don't know it, 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 i just there's nothing compelling and if this is the status quo of the green lantern book i know i don't need to read that book yeah that's the thing is green lantern books could be really good well, there's going to be another Green Lantern book. So is this one going to be the shitty one and the other one's going to be the good one? I don't know. Who knows? Well, I, this is this is not good. No. No, thank you. No. Hard pass. <laughs> it's a double tune up by Green Lantern Rebirth number one. Uh, you can uh, check in next week with Erica. I have a, have a spec script for our Green Lantern sitcom. You, you, you cannot tell me that you wouldn't watch that. That would be amazing. It'd be way more interesting than just, hey, there's two of them and they don't like each other, but they fight mm-hmm. red, they fight red guys. Mm hmm. Um, what am I, what am I doing? There, 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 there. Our last book is Green Arrow Rebirth, number one. Yes, it is. I'm looking for a credits page. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's buried in there. Story by Benjamin Percy. Art and color by Otto Schmidt. Letters, Nate, Nate Picos of Blambot. Uh, and that's, that's, that's it. Um, oh, actually. I just like to, I just like to start off mm-hmm. with, uh, Otto Schmidt is the fucking jam. <laughs> and holy shit. It looks like, really I was, good. This art, I was like, this art's cool. And then I saw it was Otto Schmidt and I was like, oh my God. It, <laughs> yeah, it, there's, there are, there are, Otto Schmidt is one of the artists that I, uh, yeah, he's he's art crush status. He's he's up there. Ooh, yeah, Otto's a fucking boss. And this was the book I had the like least expectations for. Yeah, and this one has actually got me the most like amped mm-hmm. up for its actual like the Arrow books, Green Arrow books of the New Fifty Two. Every time I've tried to read them, I'm just like. It's like you don't actively are trying not to get me to like this. Mm-hmm. But this, I don't know, it has, looks like proper Green Arrow. It maybe uses the term social justice warrior two two times too many. I think the first time he said it was funny, and then every time they've said it afterwards, I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. It only stuck out to me one time. Okay. Um, I, I, don't, uh, I don't remember where it was said before. I don't know. He said it one time, and then Black Canary says it again at him. 
Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I, I like, I like someone like the, a superhero like claiming that as an actual like title, but then mm-hmm. I don't need it. I, get I the think joke. he would. He kind of. I think a reinvention of uh, uh, Green Arrow. I mean, th- I think it suits him. He's always struck me as sort of a a centrist Democrat and not like not like a real left guy. I don't know. That's well, my impression. I well, that, think it's, it's I not mean, necessarily I, grounded in fact. My my the only like my I remember the like there's lots of storylines with Green Green Arrow about drugs. Mm-hmm. And that him like trying to not speedy get, speedy yeah exactly so I think that's the a lot of the root is people just that slight nostalgia about like hey he was trying like trying to fight drug problems but not necessarily drug addicts and so he is a bleeding heart liberal mm-hmm. um but I really like this comic it, it looks really cool I like Green Arrow and Black Canary teaming up. This well, I, weird redhead guy, whatever that is. <laughs> it's fantastic. You know, something that I think this, comparing it to, um, you know, having him say things like social justice warrior and actually even in like a washed out sort of way, mm-hmm. you know, talking about poverty or, you know, talking about drug addiction, you know, as opposed to demonizing addicts something like that that's taking a point of view Mm -hmm. that green lantern book had no point of view its point of view is we're doing a green lantern book this feels like it's trying to say something and not not even necessarily in the sanctimonious um grant morrison you know eat more vegetables sort of way do you know what i mean yes i agree I I think that I don't know. Honesty in 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 your work is really important. I mean, why who cares about your stuff? There's so much shit to consume. You might as well say something and stand out from the the white noise of a billion 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 things. You know? I think this does. Like yes, it like it uh, it excited me because like hey, this is like them kind of just like 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 trying to give you like Jedi mind trick like don't remember the last all the new fifty two stuff happened even though it technically still did just uh, this is Green Arrow again but he's only only he only vaguely remembers everything that happened before. Um, I'm a buy. This is yeah. great. I mean, I'm excited about this Green Arrow book. Hey, get this. She said his beard was gross. Oh no. That 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 hooked me. I was like, okay, I support this book. He did clean up at the end. He did. He, he looks trimmed it up. Yeah, it's, got, it's important. Double buy, Green Arrow Rebirth, number one. Uh, did you read anything else, Eric? No time. No time for love, Doctor Jones. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have read Civil, the Civil War book last of of all these because mm. after I read it, I was like, I don't want to read anything. Should have stopped for that haircut. <laughs> That's a that's a that's a good pull. Uh, I, I've always loved that quote. He was looking pretty. I mean, you know, yeah, he's he's a little ragged. Yeah. He, was, he was nice and cleaned up, looked sharp. You gonna believe a crazy scientist with a crazy haircut mm-hmm. or a guy who looks professional? I know that was the problem with Einstein. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no one no one took him seriously. That all that relativity stuff. Get a get a sharp haircut. You can set your set your watch to that haircut. Uh-oh. We need to stop. 
I know, this is a rabbit hole. That'll do it for Weekly Floppies this week. Get Tune in for more Disappointment from DC next week. <laughs> that's probably, that's not fair. Two of the four, I, that's 50-50. You know, yeah. that's probably actually... That's almost a passing grade. <laughs> is it? That's, that's, that's like almost a high, a high F. They just need one. If there were one of the other ones that pulled out, if Superman was just not a recap of the 90, those 90s comics. I guess so, yeah. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part show where Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week, make recommendations about nerdy things, etc. Mm-hmm. Hey, Eric. Hey. I got you. you. I, I played Overwatch with you. Yeah, we should we should play more, but I also need lots of my I need lots of time to do other things. But yes, video games are good. I Overwatch, you Blizzard. Got, you got to play the game. I know. With Bastion, which everybody <laughs> With Bastion. It's like a sigh when neither him or Torbjorn gets to play the game. Everyone's like, <gasps> "Of course, they killed four people in 6 seconds." Mhm. Which one's which one's Torbjorn? What did he, you say? He's the dwarf who builds turrets. Ah, yes, they hate turrets, don't they? Yep, people really don't like the turrets getting all the kills and then getting play of the game. Mm. You do what you got to do. What were turrets, your, turrets gonna turret? What were your brief impressions? It's a lot of what I expected, and also kind of not. I don't know. It's 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 complicated. I am very intimidated by the game and really scared to experiment with characters and that that i think is the opposite of what they wanted they want you to just die and pick something else and yeah if you want to rapidly change characters if you want to don't worry about it i know and i probably shouldn't i just really don't want i don't like being bad at video games in front of people well then when no one can see it that's the beauty of this game Mm. there's no like that's the best thing about this game honestly and the thing that is i mean there's still shady people there's always shady people playing video games but uh you if you turn on voice chat and basically can, most people don't even bother if they're angry to type in chat if if i'm in a game with person who's consistently complaining it's leave and i quick patch in another game where there's people who don't complain and it's fine and they can't single people out for the most part because they can't see those stats there's no kill death ratios you know, you all you see is the positives. You saw the people who did a good job, and if and you're not featured, then big deal. There's I there's still plenty of times when good people like I can tell people played an excellent game. They're not featured at all, and I don't. If someone plays bad, I don't care. Like yeah, yeah. I just switch characters if I feel like. Sometimes I feel like I'm gonna try out this character. I'm gonna play and see how they do. See if I'm good at them. And sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. But you know, if I'm not, you know, I just switch back. It's not a big deal. Mm. Games don't last that long. At most, they last 15 minutes, and that's if, like, double overtime nail biters. Usually, they last, like, five. Um, but I've got my favorites locked down, I think, for now. I'm still trying some. There's still some characters I've, like, played almost no games with. I'm trying, yeah. trying to remedy that, but I've had some experience with at least all of Like, a, a game with all of them, but most of the who's, time... I, who's, your, who's your top five? Top five, Divas, number one, for sure. I switched it over. D- Divas, mm-hmm. the gamer girl with a mech. Yes, I've gotten really good. She at is her. really adorable. That's gotten, really great. I've gotten a lot, very a lot better with her. I'm not great by any means, but I'm. I'm... So you, the mechanic is you have to summon the mech. She doesn't start in it. She starts in the mech, but then oh, really? when you die, you pop out, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to build up your your you build up an ult on foot, basically that becomes a new mech. You call down a new mech when you build up that 
your second ultimate after you've died. So you basically get two lives with her. And also her ult is self-destruct, which will blow up anyone who's close to it, including you. Any Anyone on the enemies or just you. Your teammates are, are won't be affected by it. But it's, it's a pretty psychotic. I've gotten like the team kills with that just by piloting it into a crowded area. But people mm-hmm. are kind of gotten smarter about it. Now they've wisened up. They get out of the way. But um, her... Uh, I like Junkrat a lot. I'm coming around on Junkrat. Play as Junkrat. Um, he is so grotesque. He's one of your top five? I think so, yeah. Wow. I like him a lot now. I, I mean, I, I, I hate playing against him, but that's not a... That's You're going to start listening to Papa Roach, aren't you? I I owned a Papa Roach CD. Yeah, but, you know, I also used to be 17. I was 14. Yeah, that's you're you're younger than me. It's fine. Um, we're, we're talking about the same year. Oh, right. Um, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like Junkrat. I like Tracer. Even I'm not that good at Tracer, but I'd still like Tracer. Mm-hmm. She's fast. What is it? Sure. Her, yeah, I was gonna say her power is like speed boosts. Yeah, she can blink basically and recall, yeah. which like gives you like a brief time travel. She's she's, uh, she's hot pants Quicksilver. British, yeah, yeah. She has a mine as her ultimate. Um, a mine? Yeah, she throws a mine and explodes. It's um, a combination. Mine well, like, thing. Well, you you. It's, I don't know, a grenade. You can call it a grenade. It's either way. It looks more like a mine, but it just explodes after two seconds. You, it's a sticky grenade, if you want to call it that. It looks really, really good, even on my older video card. I have like a 600 series G Force. Um, um, but I, I mean, how many? Three? Four? Um, I like, uh, oh, we're still going. Bastion. Force. Bastion's fun. In certain mm-hmm. situations, I play Bastion. And Soldier 76. Dad 76, as people start calling him. Dad seventy six. He is a he is like standard character, isn't he? He's but he's solid. I can you know anyone no, I know. like he's. I think that's the his the beauty of his character. Like I think that's the, he's the tutorial character. It's because mm-hmm. like he's very simple. Like he has a assault rifle and he has a grenade or like a he can shoot a missile and he can heal himself. Mm-hmm. He's Mister. This game is on. I yeah you know his auto aim for his ultimate. It's a weird one. It's really useful. I'm certain it is. But those are the five I've used the most. But all the characters are interesting. Yeah, all the designs are really very good. I mean, Blizzard has always had top-notch art staff. Um, But yeah, damn. The game is gorgeous. The designs are gorgeous. As I I was starting to say, like I have an older video card and could stand to upgrade this computer a good bit. And it looks great. It's, uh, they, you know, Blizzard, it's great at optimizing games for older oh, systems yeah. because they want everyone to play their games. Mm-hmm. Um, there are currently 7 million people playing Overwatch. That's a, that's a fair few. Over, I'd, say, I'd, I'd say that gets about a B. Over 100,000 hours played so far. Well, that's, honestly, that's probably, I don't know, what is that, average for a Blizzard game? Probably. probably that's probably more than uh, Diablo 3 did, wouldn't you say? I don't remember. I think Diablo 3 actually didn't sort of, like, it got a second wind well, it, when they it put was, it on consoles. It, had, it didn't launch well. There's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Launch. This game is, they had it in beta forever, and it mm-hmm. shows it's really well-crafted, fine-tuned. It's a blue oh, yeah. game. Well, you're, you can't release a 40 to $60 product and have it be broken and have people on the internet be like, oh, yeah, just ship me broken software. That's fine. I, I won't be unhappy about that. It's okay. I think people don't like that. No, they don't. Free to play game. I think you can 
be a little bit less of a dick about there being some problems with it or whatever. This was supposed to be a free to play game and then Blizzard changed their mind. Well, yeah, that, well, I mean, it, it, would you really want to buy a character to change a new character? You would end up never playing them. That's why. But yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that they made a good decision. No, you I know, agree. To, for this to be the older style, you know, just pay to play once and you own it versus, you know, all this stuff and they'll, they'll sell you some fancy digital hats down the road and that's fine i have already spent money loot boxes why am i not surprised gotten some cool stuff you're not going to describe it i got the that that the what did you describe my <laughs> my gunslinger the mccree yeah you look you look like the fucking mask you look like you look like uh like i prefer uh, dick tracy myself that's fine The you looked like you're wearing a damn zoot suit well that's the same thing Mm, a trench coat is not a zoot suit. I don't think it was a zoot suit I think, either. I think that the the eras are roughly parallel, but and he also yeah. had a, a thing over his face like the shadow. He did. Um, I, I'm not knocking it. It did look neat. I liked it. I got uh, I got I the think... safari skin for Winston, who's the gorilla. Mm-hmm. I got him so he looks like he's on safari. Get it? Because he's a gorilla. Uh, yes, it's very clever. I bought I bought the skin for Diva that is like the rusty kind of beat up mech. That's pretty rad. It's pretty cool. She needs to look like um, they need to do a skin where she looks like uh, Metal Slug. Yeah, I they will make more of them. Oh yeah, for sure. And they'll probably and they're making more characters, more maps. They've already said that that those will all be free. That's kind of cool. Yes, I mean maps, maps. Yes, but surprised that there's no. DLC characters that are going to be added, or yeah, pay for DLC characters. Well, you spend enough money on them loot boxes. That's the. I guess so. I mean, that's. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm happy that um, this is smart. I think they're really doing it in a in a good way. I. I like you, Blizzard. I do have a podcast over Overwatch related podcast to recommend if you are. Anyone if you out are, there. if you it's need a, to overload on in, your Overwatch, in the throws. it is called Overwatchers, mm. which seems like the most obvious name in the world. But I guess that is the thing you do when you're doing that a podcast. Is, that is literally the thing you do. You do not name it Handsome Boys Comics Hour. <laughs> I thought that would work. It was clever. I like it still. I still do like it as well. Still accurate, but uh, I, keep it, getting, I keep getting better looking. The uh, it's Overwatchers is is hosted by uh, three people, but one of them is also a host of a Heroes of the Storm podcast that I used to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's good. It's it, what I want out of my Overwatch podcast, but I'm going to be listening to other ones and see. We'll, I'm going to try and see which one I want the most of. You really don't. You don't go halfway into anything, do you? I, not I, if I'm doing halfway, I probably won't talk about it. Yeah, I'm just I that that is always what's so fascinating about you. You have anything else you wanted to touch on, Eric? No, I do not actually. I have one I, small thing that I. This is more like a recommendation for you, and if anyone okay. else, anyone out there wants to there's, actually check it out, there's got to be at least one other person on the planet like me. Uh, it is a a, a band, a musical group. It's one guy, but I don't like. But the band's name, like the group's name, is Zeal and Ardor. Mm-hmm. It is on Bandcamp. I actually linked it on my Facebook, but uh, you know, why would you see things that I post on Facebook? Um, no, I it is make... a mashup of like spirituals, like African American spirituals, mm-hmm. slave songs, basically, 
with black metal. Wow. And that is a good combination. Hmm. That, like, sorrow and, like, sadness inherent in those songs. And then you kind of, uh, this guy, like, interweaves his, you know, those songs with black metal. And it really works. It's really good. That's really strange. I mean, he he's performing all of them. He's not taking a... He's like... He takes established songs, but then he's singing them. He's playing mm-hmm. everything. You know, he is a he is the, the a one-man band. Hmm. He's another cloud kicker. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, but I would heartily recommend it. Anyone who enjoys metal. Do you think that's just a thing that you enjoy? Um as sort of the one-man creator, or is that just a thing that it's just kind of what happens on Bandcamp, and it's a thing you explore sometimes? I actually saw this on Brendan Fletcher's Twitter. Um, that's that's fun. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I think a lot of one-man projects they they have like the the benefit of being like, you know, you know, interesting only because they like it is an idea of one person. You know, you mm-hmm. don't have multiple cooks in the kitchen. There's no, it's just meant like, this is this man's idea and he, this is how he executes it. But I don't know. I, I think it's just because I like the music. I don't really, I didn't even know it was one guy until I dug into it. I'm like, what is this? Like, I listened to the whole thing yesterday or no, so you think Friday. You think, you think it's worth my $6? You can listen to the whole thing for free before. No, I get that. But yes, I would, I'm going to pay for it. Okay. I really I think enjoyed that's... it. That's that's the endorsement. That's the level people need to get to. That it is it is worth me filling out a form and sending them six six digital dollars. It is certainly worth six dollars. Six empire credits. How you mean you spend money on music? What? It's a nice thing to pay for art. I agree. Would you like to would you like to listen to me complain about <laughs> how people don't pay for art? I've I was about to, to like- do the same exact things. <laughs> was gonna i was actually thinking of when you mentioned like that's the ultimate endorsement like after the day prince died people all were all over like i can't find a place like buy it yeah go buy it it's everywhere you can't like walk five feet without finding it you go to any record store there's prince cds you go on itunes there's prince music they're they're everywhere only only knuckleheads are like well i can't listen to this because it's not free i love this music so much but i'm not enough to pay for it can I can I give you the rant? Sure. What's rant? That I've given a couple of friends lately that we live in a time where illustrators and artists can't make a living because jerk offs walk by, you know, the stuff that they're trying to sell, the illustrations that they've worked on in in hopes of someone buying it, and these jerk offs take a picture of it with their camera. And these are the same jagweeds that go off and get full sleeve tattoos of fucking clip art off the walls of tattoo parlors like oh i I need an owl i need a flower i need some barbed wire i need (laughs) i need a bird thank thank you robbie for actually thinking and giving a shit about the stuff that you've decided to put on your body forever like 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 i was talking to my trainer about this and like he fucking like cares you know i mean maybe he didn't think about it deeply but he's got a story and it's definitely part of who he is you know like i i don't think like the the uniter or what is the uniter die is it don't tread on me what do you have on you which one is it it's uniter die joiner die yeah and like i think if i remember your your 
your reason is like, well, that just, it just speaks to me for some reason. Like, I don't think you have some like weird connection to like that, like revolutionary Americana or something. You just said it speaks to you. But it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, I, I like American history. I find it very fascinating. Yeah. Of and course. It's, it, you know, it's, uh, a, kind of a powerful political mm-hmm. cartoon, but also like it is propaganda. Like there's, it's very nuanced. Like the prop, it's propaganda and like, it's certainly wasn't as simple as, oh, if we just all join together, we'll, you know, we win or whatever. But mm-hmm. it, you know, well, it, you're right. It speaks to me. Yeah. And I, I think that that it says something about who you are. And we live in a time where it is, I mean, it is a huge expense and it's fashionable and people just slap the dumbest shit that says nothing about who they are. Like you are not an interesting person because you have clip art on your fucking arm. And it bugs me that, I mean, if you're going to, like, don't pretend to care about art. Fucking care about art. Don't don't be a goddamn poser. God almighty. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yes, it's, 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 it's in the in the piss and vinegar in this. I mean, this is people are trying desperately to make a living. Like, I hung out with a bunch of artists um, yesterday that quit being artists and learn to do some coding and now they all make really good livings writing code which you gotta be honest sounds pretty good <laughs> I, I i'm very tempted to do the same damn thing do you i have a good idea for a social media platform eric you want to code it for me i'd love to okay cool <laughs> but yeah i it's it it is a difficult thing to uh to make a living as an artist it's pretty shit. I don't know. Particularly the young people that are going to pretend to be really deep and thoughtful and cover their self in tattoos. Maybe, maybe, maybe use an illustrator that says something that means something to you. Don't take a picture of it with your damn phone. Buy an illustration. It's, I don't know. It's pretty damned important. Help people make more than 20 grand a year. Ugh. <laughs> Ready to talk about Lock and Care? I gotta stop talking about this crap. Okay, let's move on to our final segment. It is time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work, discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, but instead of a normal book, it is a comic book. Amazing. Amazing. We are finishing up Lock and Key by Joe Hill Gabriel Rodriguez. Oh, we started off last week, read the first three volumes. We are reading the final three volumes for this week. Um, how'd you like the dismount, Eric? I heart these books. Okay. I really, I really do. There's, there's a lot of good here. Um, I don't know. I, I think we'll have to maybe go through it slowly for me to really think about and digest what I don't like about it. But I think mostly it's just solid. It's a good book. He's a good writer. Yeah. It, these, I mean, the, the, these characters continue to be likable. The story continues to be compelling. Yeah, and it those mysteries pay off mm-hmm. for the most part. All those questions about what actually happened down there. What's down in that cave? What happened down there? What What's the deal with these keys? Um, kind of all that. And it, it all ties together in a very neat way. And it... I, I'm sure 
Joe Hill's already gotten well past him being compared to his father, but mm-hmm. it it ties together the way that yeah. a lot of Stephen King's fiction uh, that are source that are stories very similar to this, you know, this horror thriller type of story where you know there's I don't know, its reach does not exceed its grasp. You know, it knows what it is, and it just mm. it and it and it does that to like it it the execution is as good as it can be for what it is. You know, it, it, I don't know. It, it is not, there's a lot of people over the years who have derided Stephen King's writing because it is not like classic literature, you know, mm-hmm. it is not, uh, it's not Graham Greene or it's, it's not a, I'm trying to like, uh, trying to think of other relatively modern American writers. Evelyn Waugh, I, I can't think of a lot of them. But uh, because it's not that, because it is very much mired in, hey, this is like pulp, horror, popular. It's not going to be necessarily going to transcend any kind of genre boundaries or anything like But it is just going to be what it is. It's going to do it very, very well. And it's going to be very popular and very, and very enjoyable to read. Like it tells the story excellently. And I, you know... Deserves credit for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you, can you can you pinpoint anything? You mentioned things you didn't like. Yeah, I don't know. Because um... we we I went up straight up asked you last week. I'm like, what do you? How do you think this is going to end? And it basically did that. You know. It, yes. But it's not necessarily how it was... ends. It's mm-hmm. kind of how the how the the twists and turns along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Which it still surprised me in a couple points. Mm-hmm. Um, it did a lot of things that I thought were very interesting. Like right now, I'm looking at uh, the autistic boy talking with the ghost, which I really liked that. I really liked how they used that and the uh, the the Joe Kubert Sergeant Rock mm-hmm. sort of comic book um, motif to bring him into the story. I I thought that was very very charming i think like the um the whole race thing felt clumsy to me yeah i agree Um, with you for the most part i think maybe that's something that's sitting pretty badly um like it felt i don't know it felt like a very non-threatening like privileged person giving themselves kind of an attaboy for being progressive does that make sense, or does that feel like really off base to you? I don't know about the attaboy part. I do feel I it did certainly stand out as like not belonging in this mm-hmm. type of story. Like it felt. I think the only way I can actually like like I can see it is where like because um oh, what Voss Aaron Voss the 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 lady who has lost almost all of herself mm-hmm. until the very end. Um, she says white all the time. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, I can thematically, like, that is what introduces it. That becomes a focus. It just is like a misdirect because there's nothing to do with that at all. It's just the color of her mind. Everything inside is just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think is a, the, like, okay, I get it. Like, there's a lot of, like, obviously there's them chasing tangents of like trying to figure out what's actually happening. Um, but I, I mean, I agree that it is it, but it's so sh- like, it's like one issue maybe of them like mm-hmm. changing their skin color so that they, they're black people to visit her and then they leave and they change back. Um, I had forgotten about it, honestly, until you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think because it becomes it becomes in like that fourth volume, and it comes like right before that the you know like all the shit ha- all the shit hits a fan all at once. Mm-hmm. Like Dodge gets found out, but then and then switches bodies, and then you know we see him continually you know work his way as a little kid, but and then we get all the reveals about the history of these keys and this and you know in the house and all that with that time travel clock even though it's not really time travel it's more just like you're kind of observing the past not necessarily like there you can't affect it did you like that mechanic the the viewing the past yeah Yeah, actually yeah i mean it's a good it's an interesting way to go through the stories i think by default i'm kind of wary of flashbacks but it it's a fairly good mechanic to to do it by and we have seen that key before like i think yeah at, at points, it's been it's certainly yeah it's been foreshadowed many times and they even themselves like oh if only we had found this key before we could mm-hmm. have seen everything and known what we were supposed to do um and that how do you feel about the about what that thing is attached to dodge and the, like what those, like what that reveal, the reveal that it's like they're on the other side of this door. Like it's not, mm-hmm. do you think that was sad? Was that satisfactory? Cause that's, well, the, I thought it made too much sense. I mean, it's the, the damn city's called Lovecraft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if it didn't go this direction, I think I would kind of roll my eyes a little bit. I, I think I rolled it a little bit less that, that it does go this direction, but I, I thought it was cool, you know? I think probably my favorite thing regarding it was uh, when they described the monsters and, like, the culture and how they say, he said that his mother ate most of his brothers and sisters the day that they were born, and then the father ate the mother, and then he ate the father. I, th- I thought that was pretty goddamned intense. It, it It gives it a little bit, just that little bit of kind of character mm-hmm. makes it, feel more than to say they're a big bad Lovecraft thing that we can't yeah. understand. They're they are very like it's a that they are they exist in their in a in this place. They are not just there for the sake of the story. Um and I like I said earlier, like it it doesn't like make it like a crazy thing just to have it be a surprise. You know? They're they're just you know, they're they're a malevolent race like they mm-hmm. want they need to expand and control and this is a way i guess the way they do that by you know infiltrating our world um do you like the switch the fact that they end they they kill dodge's body and then he ends up in the kid bode i i mean i have no problems against it i thought it was uh, it was not something i expected to happen you know I thought it was dark and spooky, and it added, like, um, I mean, it kept that tension up, you know? Yeah. Dodge is a pretty goddamn good villain. He's pretty pretty creepy as shit, and it was nice, like, seeing, like, seeing the why behind all that. Yeah. You know, seeing those monsters, seeing the possession. I liked seeing uh, them take over all the other kids, too, and I, I don't know. I, you know what I really liked? What was that? Seeing Dodge before he got infected by the thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. That was, uh, 
Was, I, I, God Almighty, I liked um, his poor gay brother as a child. Yeah, Duncan. Yeah, just it's a little, it's a little wrong. He doesn't necessarily look like he wants to. Doesn't act like he wants to be trans. It just seems a little strange. But it's, uh, man, where was I going? Well, I, I mean, I, I think about that. Like kids play dress up all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, th- oh yeah, like on on that level, like I'm not saying that it's that weird, but I mean, of course, children like they do say that young children like the whole i the gender identity is very like sort of fluid, very fast and loose. Um, so I mean, it's not like that weird, but it just kind of to me. It doesn't like fit a hundred percent. It same. feels like it's trying to like. I guess in the frame of a story, it's like it's trying to make a slightly different statement than I feel like it actually makes. But maybe that's just me like imposing something on it. I didn't. I never felt like there was anything, you know, mess. I, I like. I didn't even feel like I went. Uh, and then I'm like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. like it was like, yeah, that's, but not really because. They have Bode play around with all that stuff too, and yeah, it's... I thought it was. I did think it was cute. I will say that. And I mean, I think they wanted that. They wanted to present another, like, a innocent use of that key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as opposed to Dodge being like, right, being married, turning into a, turning into a woman and, and manipulative about it. Yeah. Like they just wanted he. I think they yes. wanted to show, like, it's just a kid having fun, playing around, like just you know, like kids do. Like they, mm-hmm. and the fact that adults see into that, like it means, like they're just, it's a kid playing around with these weird key powers. Like, you know, Bo does the same thing. I just think he is being more closely watched by his mother, even though she gets, she cleans herself up, which is great to see. Yeah. I think the, the Carrie reference, <laughs> one of, one of my favorite little Easter eggs in this. Really, really funny. Yeah. What's his face goes full transmetropolitan on it. He's he's full transmetropolitan, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's very Spider Jerusalem. Yeah, I feel like no, he he kind of bugs me. Like I feel like he's about half a cliche, but I like. I mean, it's not like he's a he kind of redeems himself and like I don't know. I feel like I was a high school kid. I I think he was really awesome, but like as a character, I feel like he's a little hackneyed. I thought like there's more like. He didn't bother me as much as that the rebel girl, the girl, the motorcycle girl. Yeah, George. the rich, the rich girl that has moved around schools yeah. a lot. That the what's the why can't I remember his name? Older male Tyler, his mm, infatuation I... with the yeah with the quote unquote bad girl. That like her, like she, like I that kid didn't stand out as much because he wasn't as self aware about it like he's like yeah whatever i'm a i like doing this stuff because i'm me and like i was that kind of idiot in high school so i completely yeah. understand um how does it how does a high school student get that many tattoos if you're 18 they don't ask that's what i'm wondering like is he 18 like i guess he, he i guess he had to be i was 18 my senior year fair enough i was 17 and in college there you go um but like he, her, she stood out more because she's so much like, like that. She felt so much more like a cliche to me. In fact, mm-hmm. she's probably my biggest complaint about everything is her. Just and then suddenly she's just like, I'm gonna quit smoking, and then kills herself so that the other two don't have to do it themselves. 
Like it, it that felt, you know, constructed mm-hmm. very much. And then she's like a ghost at the end, holding on to the motorcycle, and was like, uh, uh, that, you know, I. But that's a minor thing. Mm. She never really bothered me. And the fact that she got there was a cacophony of gore at the end of that near the end of that climax, where like the shadow monsters were chopping people in half, and mm-hmm. it got uh, pretty 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 effing serious there. Yeah, like hey, yep, we're gonna kill a lot of people. And Dodge fully spells out his, yeah, well, well some of you will be, uh, there will be a small group that serves me, and then a group that serves me even without their mind. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Great options. Thank you. Thank you, Dodge, for those options. Um, I, I Another thing that finally I'm glad paid off was seeing Ellie as a teenager, too, with Dodge, and understanding her. Mm, the uh, The track teacher. Yeah, her kind of, why she allowed him to stick with her even past the mind manipulation stuff like you the parts of her that still remember him unsullied by the the creature and him actually having genuine emotion towards her like i think that i'm glad that included just that there it wasn't much but just a little bit enough to understand like okay i understand her mother's so abusive someone actually showing her love and affection will obviously affect her deeply like it just it fills in all those questions from the first three books and really effectively nails a good ending. About that ending, do you mind that the kid comes back? No. Okay. I I mean, it kind of doesn't make sense. I mean, it without it, it doesn't make sense without. Because yeah, there's there's Dodge being um you know his his retribution. It it it's. It's kind of a schmaltzy ending. You know, the woman gets her mind back and Bode comes back from the dead. I mean, you know, the, it's like we said, the price is paid, but... I, Never too I'm high not, a price? Huh? Not too high a price? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it pretty much feels like it had to come back around to this point that, um, good Lord, the the scenes with his dad give me the goddamn feels. <laughs> There's a lot of parts in this that fucking, like, oof, man, they get me. What is it? I think they even Dodge nails, like, even, like, it's just a funny thing that Dodge, even his, like, his soliloquy at the end there, mm-hmm. when he's, like, he's monologuing, uh, he even, like, says, like, it's the, you know, I, family is right. You're right. Family is very important. I can see, and that's why you guys have been so tough to, like, get over. But I'm going to make my own. And then it's, like, this perverted sense of, like, what's good. And that kind of, you know, thematically, I guess it ties the book together loosely enough. You know, these these people have gone through such trauma together, but they yeah. but they still are fighting as a unit. And they kind of it, the coda at the end, like the epilogue, it kind of really establishes that further. Like, yeah, here, here, they there are, and there's no stones like left unturned. There's no questions. Like you, you see him talk to his father. You see, you know, the the soul of Dodge get freed from the parasite mm. like all that stuff gotta admit it's pretty metal you kill a demon inside you and then you cry tears of of liquid metal yeah that's pretty fucking metal it it is what do you think about uh rodriguez's art dude this is like the these last three in particular are some next level shit like i had i mean i i would have written off if i had just seen the first one this is really stellar this is strong. I wonder if it's been the same inker the whole time. He has he done all the penciling and inking, or has he just done the pencils? 
because um, the inks are the inks are really good on this. Um, they have that 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 thick, thin line weight modulation that I really like with sort of bold, you know, outer line work. Yeah, I don't see any any uh, any anchor, so it looks like he's. I think I saw it somewhere. Doing all his pencils and inks. I just looked at the the oh, colors the, by J Photos. Okay, no, it was yeah, colors yeah. Also. Okay. The there's a lot of good to this. You know, good good colors, good pencils, good inks. It all ties together really well, and he's very good at. Um, I don't know. It's got like a, a a really nice sort of preciseness to it, or a. Uh, sort of nice interplay of shadows and details and shapes you know everything looks very technical and really really thought out you know and scenes are well composed and designed and you know the characters are lively it's really really very good i was gonna say like i that shouldn't be understated in that how it's you know i compared it to joe hill earlier to stephen king Mm -hmm. and in a novel it is a clearer comparison, and I still think, after reading The Fireman, I agree that that comparison is still very cogent. But, uh, you know, Rodriguez's art and his storytelling ability mm-hmm. is vitally important to that because I am never once confused by what's happening. Like, I immediately, you know, I, it's never gone like, what are the, like, there's no miscommunication between what they're trying to say and what they are actually saying. You know, it, it is, the, the, the characters are clear and their actions are clear. And I, the, I, I really like the, like, uh, the emotions, the, the, mm. the it really, that it, in terms of, um, well, I don't know if there's any other term for it, but, you know, John Chris Felusi always called it, uh, acting, you know, character acting yeah. in animation. And I think that the, uh, the acting in this comic book is, is very good. I think if it was in a movie, this would be really hammy. Um, but in terms of a comic, they really capture, you know, character and emotion and like the, the action of the panel. And it's, it's, it's really very good. It's, it's super strong. This is, this is, um, I mean, yeah, wow. I think an artist that it reminds me of is, uh, maybe P. Craig Russell, you know, started out making me think of Dylan and it goes to, do, do you know, uh, P. Craig Russell? I think we've had this conversation three times. And what every was time, your answer to those, those, other, those other times? And every time I go, I remember that last time you asked me, and then I forget. That's but fine. Now I, no, I, the Sandman yes. uh, Baghdad story? Yes. I, most notably. Yes. I'm looking at all his, I'm looking at Google yeah. right now. So I think that there's a, um, a sort of design and um, use of line and shadow and shape. There's, there's similarities there. I think he's taken a step from being a little stiff and a little plain and a little reliant on clumsy style to just becoming really rich, really illustrative, really well drawn and full actual, fully actualized. It's really delightful. These shadow people just look cool as fuck in every panel. It's really, really nice. Yeah, it really it establishes the mood very well as well, you know. In each mm-hmm. individual, and the scenes are, and like he can, it establishes the mood in even like in wildly disparate scenes. Like that, when they go down, when you go down in the caves and you see all these high schoolers there, and they're all like, you can, I, I, like, I can feel the nervous tension when they're all hanging out, but uh, like our knowledge that God knows what's about to happen to them, and they're, but they're all like all, you know, hanging out, being cool, t- 
cool teenagers and doing cool mm-hmm. teenager stuff and like that escalation to that shadow ogre with like three arms or whatever coming out of the deep and grabbing people and it's and then right and then back to like a scene with that the autistic kid on the bus with the really fr- and like I do like the 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 echoing like storytelling like mm-hmm. that I did you remember I don't know if you did you notice it when um he is after his mother's after Ellie is killed by right. by uh, Dodge and he is carry he's brought to that the house with his I don't know what that guy who that guy? Do you know how, who that guy is? That like the bald guy that brings autistic kid by? Uh yeah, I think he's just guy from like the. A, he's a caretaker yeah. from the hospital, the the asylum. And it it like it op- like reminds me of that very first scene from the book where there's the two you know murderers are mm-hmm. coming, and he has a toy t- tucked in his in the back of his pants instead of a gun, and like the bus ride with the autistic kid where echoing the 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 Sam the murderer. Mm-hmm. It, I, yes, I didn't get the toy thing instead of the gun, but I definitely caught because he basically said the same thing. This woman's eyeballing me, and then she's very nice and like yes. asking, like, "Are you okay? Can I help you?" And it's you know, it's kind of you know, it's a nice callback. Yeah, and and kind of it, it seems to be a lot of about balance and like the, the yes, there's a lot of ugliness in the world, and that that's another thematic thing to to Stephen King mm-hmm. that you know. It, it's you know there's a lot of bad guys but remember there's still a lot of good guys too yeah um do you know who i would comp- going back to the art I, I like what you just said but i always think about art do you know who i would compare this directly to who now that we've gotten through all this brian hurt six gun oh right yeah that's yes i agree yeah yeah it just occurred to me well they're just they're, before you started into into all that insight they're very like, oh I, yeah i think it's a very apt comparison because they're taking oh, very yeah. kind of like genre specific stories like pulpy mm-hmm. kind of things but making them very accessible you know it's it's not so stylized or or horrific or anything it's that it you know you can anyone could read this and enjoy it you know it's not tales from the crypt mm-hmm. i'm bye <laughs> the joke is never not funny <laughs> No, I I am glad we read this. I know. I'm glad it was on sale. Yeah. True. Yeah, this was a this was a good read. Turns out that the the son of two good writers is a good writer. Mm-hmm. A equals B equals C. Man. Giving Ghost Dad a hug. Yeah. Man. Feels. Feels. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Eric? I don't know. I don't think so. Get there. Yes, it is. We are doing the entire Luther Strode epic, you want to call it that? It, the strange talent of Luther Strode, the legend of Luther Strode, and the legacy of Luther Strode. Tradmore, uh, Justin Jordan. I'm, I'm excited to read it all, all at once. I've only read bits and I've read the first trade. I've not. I've only read bits and pieces of everything else. But get ready for some hyper violence. But of course, it's important. Bullets boring through people's heads. I'm excited, actually. Uh, but with that, we can call it a day. We are the Handsome mm-hmm. Boys Comics Hour. Find us at uh, handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Everything there, all links to our Facebook, facebook.com, slash handsomeboyscomicshour, Twitter, at hbchour, and emails at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. If you'd like to reach out to us, we appreciate it. You can tell us what you think, what you feel. And if something you'd like us to read, we'll try and accomplish it, if possible. Uh, if you like the show, 
rate, review, subscribe, give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us out. Uh, genuinely gets more listeners, and we appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter at MixMasterSerial. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you online? You can see my portfolio by going to FreeWillUnlimited.com. And you can see most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, which I'm known as Easy Goodnight, and my Twitter, where I'm at Mr. Bad Example, spelled MR Bad Example. Badow. Badow. With that, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.